Welcome to the Real Film Junkies podcast. We gotta be quiet here. The movie's about to start. Dude, you're you're talking now. You're the one interrupting everything. I, I don't care. It's just the opening title scene. We could talk through that. Fine, fine, whatever, whatever. We'll be right back. Show's about to start. Welcome to the Real Film Junkies podcast. Aquaman looks like the real deal. I mean, yes. it, you know, I the, film has the first time that I saw it, I was a you know, mixed reactions. Right? Every time that I've seen it since, I've probably seen it four or five times since. It just keeps getting better and better. If they're going to do right by the character, they should Marvel make Studios it a lot really more adult than just right a PG-13 movie. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It also doesn't help that Batista had made that threat that if James Gunn doesn't come back, he will walk away after Guardians 3. The Real Film Junkies Podcast. And welcome back, everybody, to the Real Film Junkies podcast. Gosh, it feels like it's been a minute since we've been together, man. Dude, it's been forever. Yeah. <laughs> this is, of course, uh, your dynamic duo here, Connor Smalls, and to the left of me is always... Nick Biggie P. All right, man. So a lot has happened since the last time we came together. Now, it's been about a month. A lot's happened in that month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple very of thi- big month. A couple of things have come down. Uh, we've seen Endgame, both oh, yeah. of us, you know, so that's been just amazing. And then we've also had Game of Thrones. The last couple of episodes, actually, the start of Game of Thrones oh, season Oh, yeah, the last eight. three episodes. And we got three more coming after that. C- saw a couple of movies since then, too, as well, that came out in the last year. Uh any other anything else happen uh, before cool. we dive I'm, right I'm in? Sure, I'm sure we're you know we're gonna get off topic and dive into a couple of different segments, but yeah, let's uh, let's hop right into it. All right, so of course the big thing that just came out was of course Endgame, Avengers. Dude, tell me about it. Like I'm still hyped about it. Like when I went and saw that, like I saw that by myself, and like I went through a whirlwind of emotion sitting for those three hours dealing with it. Like, how did you handle it? A whirlwind of emotions is probably the best way to put it. In in a three-hour and one-minute time frame, I've never laughed, cried, had goosebumps. I've never had all of those emotions wrapped up into one climatic moment in cinematic history. I've never seen a movie like Endgame. It wrapped up everything from the MCU from the last 11 years because Iron oh, Man, yeah. actually, the first Iron Man, the first MCU movie uh, was debuted 11 years ago yesterday, which was, okay. you know, pretty, you know, it was a pretty huge pretty time intense. frame, obviously. Um, we're we're going to try and stay away from spoilers. Yeah, because I was just about to say, before right. we move forward, we, 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 we are about to enter spoiler territory. So anybody that does listen to our show that hasn't seen it. I highly recommending pausing the episode, go see it, and Ab- then come back. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure everyone that has, you know, is gonna be listening to this has seen the movie. It's the biggest movie in Well, you know, it in made the its world. biggest debut, like what, that weekend it made one point two billion? Billion dollars, yeah. And it not only is it the fastest to ever reach a billion, it's already the highest grossing movie of the year. Which Let alone it, we haven't even made worldwide. Right. It hasn't been out for two weeks yet. And it's already made over, I think, like a billion five. I mean, it is, it's a huge, huge movie. Um, now, getting into it a little bit, 
Is it the best MCU movie? What do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, there, see, I love the movie because I watched before I went and saw the movie. Uh, IGN came out with a spoiler-free uh, trailer, and I was like, "You want to know what? Screw it! Like, sure. I, I, it's like I don't care. Spoil, spoilers be damned. It, yeah. it won't bother me in the slightest." Okay. And it was spoiler-free, just like it said. Nice. And IGN, before it debuted, gave it a nine point five, okay. the highest I've ever seen IGN get give a movie, and said and said that it was incredibly well balanced. Mm-hmm. That the only thing was is that the first like twenty-five minutes was a little slow. But you want to know what? Yeah, it's going to be slow because it takes place literally days after the snapping it's going to be slow it's going to be dark like yeah. it's going to take a minute for things to pick up but i found but i agreed with it i found it to be incredibly well balanced mm-hmm. i think all the way through the movie itself was you know once again it was fantastic i mean you and i both agree that it is it's up there for an mcu movie it, it, i it's definitely in my top five okay and and i agree i i think it is in my top five as well some people are just too in the moment i think for it right now yeah there's a lot of people that are like this is the greatest movie i've ever seen this is the greatest da, 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 da. now it, it, it isn't it's a great it's a movie but it's not the greatest movie, movie out there no, because there's even, once there's again, those it, few issues. Once again, it's not even the greatest MCU movie. You know, it, to me, I think Infendi War is a better overall movie. Oh, yeah. I, than, I agree with that there, too. Okay. Now, and I think I think Infendi War is a better overall movie. It, like, maybe this isn't a... Maybe it's not the best way to put it as like what the best movie is, but what's my favorite movie? And I think that's the list I'm going to sort of ramble off to you okay. right now. I love Civil War. I absolutely love that movie. I think it's probably one or two. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, the original one. I love Infendi War. Endgame is right up there. I've seen Endgame twice so far. And it it definitely holds you know holds up to it, and I th- love Thor Ragnarok, and and I mean and as a sixth, it doesn't hurt, but I love Winter Soldier. The the craziness, the spy aspect of Winter Soldier, it's uh, top to bottom. It's, okay. it's one of the better movies out there, and it's very underrated. But Endgame to me is probably in that four or five range. I mean it, it because I'm not putting it above Guardians, you know, as as well, a favorite. Yeah, I of mine. mean, and I and I truly believe Infendi War is a better film, you know, compared to Endgame itself. Oh yeah, uh, for me, of course, everybody knows that I love the first Avengers movie. Yes. It, it puts everything together where. We, like, because we've never seen anything like that before, where we take these different heroes that, the original, that were yeah. from the that that are from the Marvel franchise, but we never saw them put together in one movie. Right. I found it to be incredibly well balanced between action, comedy, and how serious it could be. Everybody had their own small story arc in it, where like, there was character development, and nobody outshined one another. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I found it to be absolutely perfect. Like, I. Like, it was on yesterday on FX, and I end up just stopping everything that I was doing. I just end up watching it sure. the entire time, <laughs> even though that was probably, like, my 20th <laughs> since the movie came out all those years ago. But it, it just goes to show, like, how much I loved it. 
after that, oh gosh, um, probably Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which everybody always says, like everybody I've ever talked to, like normally in their top three, it's between Captain America Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. Like those two movies in the MCU, like really stand out for a lot of the the, uh, fans out there. Mm -hmm. After that, it would be Infinity Wars and then Endgame. Okay. So like there's my top five right there. Now... It does change from time to time depending on my mood. Sure. But as of right now, like, that's my top five. Okay. And which is a great top five. I mean, it, it absolutely is. If there's one thing that you could, or maybe maybe a couple of things that you might want to change about Endgame, what do you think, you know, if you could change anything about it, what's the one thing that you didn't like about the movie? All right, so, like, how specific can we get? Because obviously we're getting into spoiler territory. It's like I want to be able to more to better describe uh, any issues I may have had. But obviously I don't want to ruin anything. So, like, should we just go all out? Let's go all out. All right. So, for again, if anybody has not seen the movie, I'm reiterating for the last Turn time. Off. Pause the episode, go see the movie, and then come back. All right. The issues that I had... Um, Professor Hulk, that mm-hmm. like, there is no point to, to his character. Hundred percent. They, they just did his character because just to pull something from the comics. Yep. Now, now I like the aspect of what they did there. Like, okay, yeah, five, it was five years. Funny. It was initially funny. I was like, you know, when they're in the diner and you know he's eating and all the kids run over. Can we get a picture with you, Mr. Hulk? Yeah, sure. Hulk out. It was hilarious. I thought oh, yeah. it was really funny. But as the movie went on, I was like, there was less and less of a point needed for Professor and he Hulk. He really in the movie. didn't do much. Like he didn't. When they went back in time to 2012, and it's like, all right. Uh, you go find the time stone, but like you gotta pretend to be the Hulk. It's just like, uh, Hulk smash, and he was like faking it so hard. Yeah. It was supposed to be comical, but it was just like, it, it didn't make me laugh one bit. It was bit. forced, yeah, yeah. And like the only, uh, and at the very end of the movie, when we had that grand battle, like the most impressive feat that we saw him do, which I think was supposed to uh, reference one of the comic book moments was when he lifted up uh, the good majority of the estate to free everybody that was down there, yeah. which was, I believe, supposed to reference back to the comics where he was holding up the entire... Uh, when he was holding up a mountain uh, to save to the save Avengers. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, we didn't really see much else of his character for that. No, but, we, we really didn't. Yeah. Now, the only issue I had was... Um, Time travel itself, whenever a TV show or a movie brings in time travel, you got to play it very carefully or else it screws everything up. And in the MCU, they already reiterated in the, uh, in the first Guardians movie where we got to uh, see the explanation of the Infinity Stones that uh, the Infinity Stones control... Uh, the, essentially the entire life expectancy of the universe, that mm-hmm. if they were to destroy, it would bring the end to life itself. Mass chaos, yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they pretty much hold all, all of existence together. So when Thanos, at the beginning of the movie, erased them out of existence, like, existence should have been destroyed. Erased. right. And the only logical thing that 
I could come up with, which then was disproven just as quickly, was that they lived in a paradox moment when they went back in time and they had and they acquired the Infinity Stones from the past and brought them into the future. That they live in a paradox where they simultaneously, where the Infinity Stones simultaneously are in the past and in the present, and that's how the universe is staying together. But the moment when Captain America took them back to the past, they are no longer in the present because in right. the present they no longer exist. Yeah. It's it like is time travel is very tricky. And it is got to be tricky. careful, especially when you're building such a large universe and you say something in one movie and you screw it up it later down the road. Yeah, it is definitely a fickle beast that you really want to be very careful around uh, whenever you're using time travel in a movie itself. It, that based its entire you know, plot point around, you know, said, said theory. Um, I also didn't enjoy professor Hulk. I mean, it was, like I said, it was funny at first, but then it just sort of dragged on, just didn't really like bring Fat me into Thor it. was far Fat- more funnier just because like you could tell he was dealing with some serious trauma. Fat Thor was, and was he was still hilarious. OP. Right. Fat Thor was hilarious, but it took too long for me to, it, it it took a little bit too long for his depression and everything to be all kicked in. It, like I'm glad that he you know met up with his mom. You know, spoiler, uh, you know that. Well, he, well, you know, we, we we initiated spoilers know, at the I beginning know, of I this, know. so. But I'm glad that you know he was able to go and talk to her because that sort of turned it around a little bit for him. The whole end fight scene with the three guys and you know you know between Thor, Captain, and Iron Man against Thanos. That final battle, you know, that they have right before the main uh, one was fantastic. And the moment of the night for me was whenever Cap grabbed uh, Mjolnir. Well, he he didn't grab. He summoned it to him. Right. And and to which then Thor then said, I knew he was worthy. I knew it. And that just yeah. Got everybody so hyped. <laughs> Everyone at I the place right was, there. Go, was clapping, cheering, like like it, they everyone went crazy the moment that that went down. Uh, and then he started kicking th- uh, Thanos's ass, uh, which was and pretty we had awesome. To admit, it was funny as fuck when they each summoned their weapons and they switched spots. And yeah. he was just like, "No, you take the small yeah, one." Yeah, no, you take the smaller one. Uh, w- hilarious. I, I love that all the way through. I thought for a split second. Because after, you know, Thanos gets his ass kicked for like two seconds by Cap, you know, he comes back at Cap, starts, you know, pounding him down, and then Mjolnir flies off. And then you see it land, you know, just out in the middle of nowhere. And I immediately thought, okay, like, I just saw Captain wield it. Am I going to see Iron Man grab it too? Like, See, I, he's not worthy, but, though. But, I mean, he's worthy enough to save everybody. I mean, the, true. You know, now, so. I, I've, I've watched a couple of different breakdowns and reviews explaining story arcs and everything like that, mm-hmm. which we can get into if we have enough time about why Iron it, Man did what he did. R- well, and, and that's the thing. I'm glad that I'm glad the way that the movie ended because it gave closure to a lot of different people. Um, you know, gave closure to, uh, you know, uh, Hawkeye, you know, getting his family back, which that was, great was to such a dark beginning. Like we, I loved like it. we knew it was going to happen because we, we saw it in the trailers. Right. 
but to see it right off the bat at the very beginning. I'm glad he didn't so... see his family yeah. turn to dust. I, I kind of thought that that's what it was going to be. I thought, you know, he was going to turn around, his daughter's not there, and then he turns around, and then you just see, like, his wife and <laughs> kids go, boof. You know, I really thought that that's what was going to happen, but it made it even so much crazier and darker that he didn't see any of it go that's, down. That and, they're gone, missing, and, and then he had to figure out on his own that half of the universe yeah. was just snapped away. I thought that that was a badass scene to see. Um, the most... Probably I have to contradict that was probably the most darkest and badass scene was Thor decapitating Thanos. That like, was pretty I was cool. Like, I, I, it's like we, we've seen some dark stuff, but it's like we've never seen in the MCU it get that dark where we've actually see Thor uh, decapitate somebody. That's true. And that's why he was dealing with the depression you know, for the next five years and got fat. Oh, yeah. You know, so... Uh, what? Let's see. Uh, do you have any other uh, theories about this moving forward? Because I, I mean, we could talk about oh, this we, all day. We could talk day. about this all day for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, we know the very next movie is going to be Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. And from what I've read, this is you know, Spider-Man: Homecoming takes takes off right after you know Endgame. So like minutes after Endgame Which is, is over. Funny as hell because like you had to think about it. It wasn't just Peter Parker that got snapped. It was pretty much his entire class, his entire right. school got snapped. Five years passed. They all get unsnapped, and they still had to go back to school. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, that, that, is, that is a pretty funny uh, way of looking at it. But uh, I, am, I am super excited for, you know, what the next couple of movies, you know, Marvel is going to be producing, yeah. uh, you know, have coming out. You and I were uh, discussing, you know, before the podcast, uh, you know, go Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, or I'm not homecoming, uh, far, far from, from home. home. Uh, and then there's going to be a Black Widow prequel movie oh, yeah. coming out. Uh, there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy 3, most likely with Thor, which would be a reference to the Asgardians of the Galaxy uh, comic book that came out a couple of years okay. back. So I think that would be a pretty pretty cool little thing for it. And um, and then and then some of the TV shows, yeah, as well. that uh, the Disney streaming service is doing, which is uh, Vision and Wanda movie. Which since Vision uh, did not come back in uh, Endgame, it would most likely be a prequel of that, those couple of years where they were on the run together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show yep. and a Loki TV show, which. The only way I can logically see them doing a Loki TV show is because of the one timeline they did not fix in the mo- in Endgame. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because it's the only way to explain how he could survive and do, and there could be a TV show. Yep. Is that uh, if anybody was paying attention, realized that back in 2012, after the end, uh, after the attack on New York, um, that nobody was paying attention to at. Uh, Loki escaped. Yep. That he took the Tesseract and just jumped away. So that's most likely where we're going to see things play off for the Loki TV show. And there was also another interesting thing about uh, the time travel that they brought up that that was such a main focus was that when Captain America went back in time to put the stones back in its place where they should be so they can be there for what mm-hmm. for the for where they need to be in the time in the main timeline yeah. 
and Captain America stayed back there. He created a separate timeline, mm-hmm. separate from the main timeline, where he lived an entire life with right. Peggy Carter, and she didn't marry and have kids or anything like that. Well, she she did eventually, you know, in the in previous, the main timeline. In the well, in the previous timeline, you know, the one that was up to date up until Endgame, she was married. She did end up having kids. Uh, but it was through a different person, obviously. Oh, yeah. So when, what happens to that person? What happens to well, those kids? Well, that's in the separate timeline. Right. So he lives an entire life with Peggy Carter until the ripe old age of 100 and whatever, yeah. uh, until the year 2023. And the only logical way, the only thing that could make sense that I that I thought of was that he used the device that he uh, to travel between timelines and uh, at and jumped back to the main timeline. Good possibility, yeah. Because there's no way for him to be, for him to travel back to the main timeline without it. Like, he's going to live an entire separate lifetime with Peggy that's going to be separate and different from the main timeline. And the only way for him to come back is by using that device. Right. Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're going to put a wrap-up on Endgame right there. Okay. But we are going to be jumping directly into Game of Thrones. Right of course. Uh, the I've, only other biggest thing that came out this it, month. It, exactly. Over the last three weeks, we have seen nothing but absolute chaos. You know, the first, I, I should take that back. The first two episodes were kind of that feel-good story. Kind of building up. Everyone building up to what they were. A little character development and everything. You know, getting everyone back together, everyone seeing each other again, you know, the the timely reunions, you know, finding out who people truly are and how, you know, how their mindset is. I mean, you see Daenerys, all she cares about right now is that throne. Uh, You know, whenever you see Sansa, who is in the mindset of, I don't want anyone ruling over Winterfell. Yeah. You know, Winterfell should be its own kingdom. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, but, you know, Daenerys is really thinking that people need to, you know, start and respecting her. a lot her. of people are going to turn to her now after the Battle of Winterfell. I think so. Sansa's just going to have to accept her fate as Lady of Winterfell now, which, by the way, um, what did you think of episode one? A lot of people, and even I kind of agree that uh, the first episode was like really slow and almost unneeded. Like we should, like episode two should have been episode one in some ways. Episode the first two episodes were slow. I I think just just you know in general the first two episodes were slow. But we haven't seen these characters in a year and a half. Yeah, you know, we haven't gotten a Game of Thrones season in forever. So I I have a feeling like. What you know, two Games of Thrones, you know, episodes isn't something that like I'm gonna worry too much about because I think the remaining four episodes are gonna be awesome. And we just saw episode three, which was the craziest battle that we've seen so it's far. The largest ever. cinematic battle ever created in history. Yeah. And that has been that has been proven. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a world record. And there was actually, I can't remember where, I think Amelia Clark was on Jimmy Kimmel or Conan or she was yeah, on one, one of those the, uh, late night talk on, shows. Yeah, on, uh, on uh, yeah, the late night talk shows. And uh, Amelia Clark, who plays Daenerys Targaryen, 
stated that these last three episodes are going to be crazy. And episode five, so the second to last episode, typically, you know, the second to last episode of the season is where all the crazy stuff happens. Think of the Red Wedding. Think of Ned getting his head chopped off. Very true. Think of, you know, all of the, you know, the, uh, the Battle of the Bastards. A lot of crazy stuff happens in that second to last episode. Apparently, she said episode five is off the chain. That means a lot of people are going to die. Because we we assumed that at the Battle of Winterfell, a lot of people were going to die. And And I counted through that episode, only six people died. Well, six major people. You know, like, they, they weren't even major. They were... They were B-list characters. Yeah. I mean, we the probably the biggest one was Theon. Yeah, you know, to, to be honest, because uh, in order it went. Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. Just like Ed? Be, yeah, Ed uh, from uh, the uh, Night's Watch, Night's the, Watch who's yeah. the uh, Edder, Lord yeah. of the uh, Commander of the Night's Watch. Yeah, then it went. Um, why am I forgetting that little girl's name? I I can't. She's uh, uh, Lady Mormont. Uh, Lady Mormont. Yeah, her death was. OP like that that was, yeah, was she was it, it was she, a perfect way for her to go and it, it's like it I didn't want her to go but she had to it, it yeah. like she had to go out in such a badass way and it was perfect because as soon as like, the giant picked her up and squeezed her I was like oh, I watched man. the breakdown after and, and the director said like her original character was just supposed to be like for like that one episode but everybody yep. fell in love with her like we decided to bring her move her forward Smart. but we knew eventually like her character was going to die but because everybody loved her yeah it had to be an amazing death yeah. and nothing and what better way for her to go out the smallest character in the uh, in in the franchise to take out with her one of the largest creatures Absolutely. in the franchise which is it was a, a perfect giant. way to go it was a perfect way to oh yeah seal up that character uh then after that who else went uh barrack uh is that his name the, uh, the, guy the, with the dude the with one sword. eye and the flaming sword yeah, yeah he he died doing a doing his impression of uh hodor <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his best impression. <laughs> his uh, best impression of Hodor, uh, uh, which, by the way, it's still too soon to talk about. Right. My apologies, everybody. Uh, then after that, let's see, that's three right there. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Theon. Well, Mel- Melisandre was the last one to die, mm-hmm. which her death was just, it was stupid. Like, she really didn't have to die, but I guess that was a way for her character to go out. Right. I, her her whole mantra was the the biggest battle ever. Like that's the whole reason why she was in, you know, since season two. Yeah, you know, she she's been in it from the very beginning, saying that you know the biggest people are are you know like the biggest battle ever. It's what she's lived her life for essentially, and that's the biggest battle ever. So oh, yeah. I think her time was done, and she even called it. You know, like you know, I'm I'm not even going to see you know the morning rise or you know the you know uh, which was the dawn fairly rise. yeah, which was fairly accurate because it was like right as dawn was peaking, and she took her magic necklace off and faded away to dust. Yeah, which was her impression of the Thanos <laughs> snapping. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, let's see, Theon was the next one to go. Which, by the way, Melisandre was the last one, so Theon mm-hmm. was the next one. Which Theon's death. Though rough as it was, it was a good way for his character to go out. Like yes. he was trying to redeem himself in his pseudo family's eyes because of everything that he's done to betray yeah. them, and that's why he did what he did. And even Brand kind of gave him that acknowledgement, like, "Hey, you're still a family. 
We mm-hmm. love you, and thank you're you for everything. Or uh, thank you for everything you've done. Yeah, you're a good man. Thank you. Yeah. He he gave him acknowledgement, which is honestly more than anything else Brandon's done in the last five years. Yeah. Which I hate that which, kid. Which, by the way, that kid did nothing. Like all he did was warg into a couple of ravens <laughs> just to like check out the battle. Like, dude, like you could have became one of the dragons. Uh, you could. That would have been. You cool. could have vogued it. How do you pronounce warged. it? Warged. Yeah, warged into a ghost and became his became John's dire wolf and took out a couple of the undead or that something. Cool. Yeah. No, you just chilled by the tree and watched everything from afar. He's done nothing. And I'm afraid like, what's going to end up happening is that they're going to give him some badass thing to do at the very end, which is going to make everything seem like it was better. But he sucked for the last six years. And I, I just don't care about Brandon anymore. And I wish I wish like, the I, Night I, King would have stabbed him right in the freaking head. I, it's like I understand his character and why he was so important, but he could have done more. His oh, character absolutely. could have done more. Yeah. But um, after that was last... uh, Jorah. Jorah yes. was the next one. He died on the battlefield. Totally be like friend zoned <laughs> by Daenerys still. Yeah. And yeah. then Melisandre. Yes. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, the Which, one that was, you know, those were all the good guys and then the biggest bad guy out there. Did you expect Arya to come out of nowhere and I'm not going to lie. The moment right before everything was about to go down and he starts grabbing for a sword, I I looked over at my wife and I go, where the hell's Arya been? And then literally (laughs) she comes out of left field with the dagger and and we're just like, (gasps) and he grabs her by the throat and we're like, holy shit, she's about to fucking... (laughs) <laughs> and like, it, I, I thought she was dead. I thought she was dead. She dropped it, and then as soon as she dropped the knife, I was like, "This is what we've been waiting for." And then she fucking stabs, ooh, stabs the guy right in the chest. It's, yeah, it, it was over. And uh, that was a lot of people kind of like wanted more from the Night King. Like, don't get me wrong, it was yeah. totally badass that he survived Dragon Fire. But, like, we kind of ex- wanted to see more from him, from yeah. his character. I wish I wish anything he would have said something. I know that, you know, they're not big Silent talkers. and brooding. Yeah, he's the silent brooding type. But I kind of wish we would have found out more about the Night King. Because the fact that well, he didn't Well, that's why get, we're getting the uh, TV show, uh, the spinoff show. Yeah, but the fact that he didn't get burned up by... You know, by the dragon makes me think he's a Targaryen, and well, that's a possibility. But like uh, Bran said, because he's seen like every battle with the Night King uh, that's happened, he said that nobody's ever used dragons against him, so we don't know if Dragonfire is going to right. work on him. Which um, we kind of uh, we, we we they kind of hinted at that uh, Arya was going to be the one that killed him if kill the Night King if you're paying attention in the Great Hall. And mm-hmm. when Melisandre was talking to Arya there in that moment, she's just like, I see many deaths in your eyes. Like, you're going to take out people with brown eyes. Green, green eyes. A.K.A. Uh, Cersei because Cersei has emerald eyes and blue eyes awesome. too as well. And yeah. when she said blue eyes, it, uh, light went off in her head and she just walked off. Well, the moment that you know she channeled her inner uh, Melisandre channeled uh, her old uh, sparring coach yeah. and said, 
what do we say? Uh, what do we say to the uh, what was it? The, uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the uh, quote either. Yeah. What do we say to the man of death or, or you know, not today? Yeah, you not know? today. Whatever that yeah. quote was. And but I think that it's such an awesome. It, it, it's been amazing. I can't wait for episode four, five, oh, six yeah. uh, coming up. And uh, you know, once again, you know, straight from Denarius's mouth. Check out episode five because. Episode five is going to get crazy. Now, what do you think is going to happen in episode four, though? I think it's going to be the lead up. I think it's going to be the lead up between Cersei's army. I think this is going to be a regrouping episode of finding out who's alive, who's dead. And then you're going to see a lot. I think we're going to see a lot of Cersei this episode. Yeah, because we only saw a little bit of Cersei in episode one, which we really didn't need to see or at least. Well, yeah, to check and see what was going on. At best, like we we could have at least. At best, if we needed to see Cersei in episode one, like just that part uh, out there uh, seeing all the ships come in. We didn't need to see the throne room part. We didn't need to see her break that stupid vow about saying, like, if you want a whore, go buy one. If you want a queen, earn it. And then her then her Which is a pretty good line. That's a pretty good line. Yeah, which is a pretty good line. And then she totally goes back on it and then has him come back. Two seconds later, she goes him. Yeah, two seconds later, she hooks up with the guy. So, um, yeah, I I think that's really good. At best, like, we we just need to see her out on the docks with, uh, what's his name? I can't think of it. Selling. You're on? Yeah. Well, not even Euron. Um, I can't think of the dude with the dude with the black coat, black cloak with the chain. Oh, um, the, the that yeah, that was I, tell that just told Cersei that uh, the undead are making their way to Winterfell. Like we just needed to see yeah. that, and the ships come in, and then we go back to Winterfell. Yeah, I don't know. I think that this is going to be a very this is going to be a regrouping episode for a lot of people. Um, I think it's going to be kind of cool to see what sort of recognition Arya gets uh, for for killing the Night King, um, or or if because I have a I have a instinct that what's going to end up happening is Daenerys is going to take over, and she's going to step on the the you know step on the toes of the Starks. I think she's going to sort of basically say. Hey, I'm the one that you know took care of everyone. I'm I'm the one that knocked out you know ninety percent of their army. Whenever Arya should get you know all the credit because she's the one that did the you know that ended up doing the work. True. But I think Daenerys is going to try and take over and be like, no, I I still deserve to be your queen because I did all of the work. Whenever in you know real in well, real a time, a lot of people I think are going to now fo- start following Daenerys just because like she played a very critical role. With in the battle, but but a lot of like people are also she, going to look to I, Arya. I, I agree, but I I think that she's going to take more of the credit, like than than what should be given to her. You know, you know, like I think a lot of people are going to be like, "Hey, who killed the Night King? Arya did," and they're going to be like, "Oh my God, that's awesome!" But Daenerys is going to be like, "Yeah, but who took out ninety percent of the army? Follow me or follow them, and I'll kill you too." Like I think it's going to get weird. You know, the next couple of episodes. Oh well, yeah. Uh, what issues did you have with uh, the first three episodes? I didn't have any issues. Everyone had issues with the the darkness of the TV and everything like that. True. I had no issues with but it. I'm I, thinking I more like it. like story wise. Story wise, my story wise, and I, I have no idea what's happening with Bronn. 
You know, because Braun in the first episode, you saw him for two minutes. And you know, it was basically Cersei, you know, Cersei's guy, you know, with a cloak coming down and saying, Hey, I want you to bring me the head of one of my brothers. I think it was both of them. Well, I think both, but one of them was necessary. Yeah. And I, so, like, I have no idea what's going on with that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know who he's going to kill because I think he's going to kill one of them. Um, mm, who do you think it will be then? I think he would kill Jamie before he would kill uh, before he would kill uh, Tyrion. Tyrion, yeah. Now, see, I because I think he's I, better friends with Tyrion. True, but we also now have this potential relationship between Ser Brienne now. Which, by the way, that was an awesome moment yeah. right there. And Jamie, like, I think there's going to be a chance of them hooking up. And I don't think it's it. going to happen. Uh, like. I, I don't know, like as they much of a search, for each other the entire time during the I Battle know, of Winter. I know, fell. but like, there, there's, there's this chemistry there that we want to see happen now. But as much as you know, Jorah was a friendship, you know, with a friend zone with uh, Daenerys. I think we're. I think it's going to be the same thing all over again with with uh, uh, Brienne and uh, Jamie. So. True. Um, I did have a couple of issues with Daenerys too, as well. Like episode one, where she found out that uh, one that her dragon survived is now be undead and being controlled by the Night King. Like, she did not react to that at all. That was totally not within her character because she, yeah. she's very explosive, like, very in the moment. Like, something doesn't go her way, she lashes out. And, True. Like, I was expecting for her to kind of, like, lose it for a moment, but, like, it, it almost, like, didn't register in her head. And... um Let's see. I thought that uh, when Sam told John about his uh, heritage, I think it could have gone a better direction than him yelling, than them having a beef down in the crypts. That's true. I I also don't like the fact that Bran basically told Sam to go and tell him because he's his best friend. Like, dude, you're his brother. Like, he'd believe you, you know, just as much as, you know, he would hearing it from Sam. That, and, that doesn't make any sense yeah. either. And I, I do like how uh, John addressed it to Daenerys. Uh, and how Daenerys reacted was very appropriate. I'm just now curious, now that after the battle's done, at, now that they're both still alive, how are things going to work out? They're obviously not going to stay together because now they realize that they're family. Mm-hmm. And now they kind of got to figure out, okay, well, you now have a chance for the throne and here I am been busting my ass since season one like who's going to to, like how is this going to play out I think there's going to be some serious tension in episode four until they fit till they kind of work things out I think it's going to be episode four is going to be tension based I think episode five is going to be just a crazy crazy war out there and then I think episode six the final episode Everything's going to wrap up. And I, I think within the first half of that episode, it's going to be crazy still. You know, just okay. seeing all the just just everything go crazy, you know, from episode five to halfway through episode six. It's it's still going to be just a mash unit of who's who's healthy, who's not, who's alive, who's not. Yeah. And then the final probably 40 minutes of that episode, it's going to wrap up hopefully Maybe, like, maybe we could see, like, a little bit of the future, like, jump, like, six months or a maybe. year. 
that we can like see like everybody has recovered whoever made it to made on the iron throne and ruined the seven kingdoms we can see how they're kind of doing like kind of like just wrap everything up nicely yeah uh who do you think is going to make it on to the end like who do you think is going to be sitting on the iron throne at the end like I'm pretty sure I might have asked you this at one but, point, but you, you wanna we're three episodes changed, in, yeah. there's three there's three episodes left. A handful of people have died. Let's see. I I'm I curious th- to get your reaction. I think John was brought back to life because he is going to be the king. I, I think that's what's gonna end okay. up happening. I think he was brought back to life for a reason. That's why uh, you know, the Sir Brock or you know, the dude with the flaming yeah. sword, he was brought back to life to save Arya. Arya was meant to kill the Night King. Everything in this show happens for a reason. Oh, yes. Hodor's only reason for this show was to hold a freaking door. Very you true. Know, like, so everything happens for a reason in, in Game of Thrones. I think, because I, I initially thought that Jon was brought back to kill the Night King. That was his only plan. But that's changed. I think now he is the rightful heir to the throne. I think he's going to be the one that, you know, sits on the throne. I think Danny ends up dying. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I, I've kind of had that conclusion in the back of my head. Now, I think, like her, like we, we've seen such a huge story arc for uh, Daenerys that she, it's just going to come up short for her and she's not going to make it. I think Danny dies. I think John takes over the throne. I think John then, controls the seven kingdoms but then turns Winterfell into its own kingdom led by Sansa and okay. I, th- I think Arya dies I think Arya dies in the in the attempt of killing Cersei okay no. I think but I think she kills her but I think at the same time she dies in the process oh, that's a bit of a stretch but because it, 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 it I love Arya and we've heard so many things about uh, her character and her supposedly making it all the way to the end. As for me, like, I've heard a couple of different theories. Uh, definitely, you know, ones where uh, Daenerys makes it to the throne, John making it to the throne like yours. I've heard a couple of interesting ones where Sansa makes it to the throne because everybody else dies sure. and she makes it. I've heard ones where, like, Arya makes it to the throne, but it's just like, I can't see her ruling the Seven Kingdoms. People, yeah, a lot of people got die in order for her to rule. Yeah, and even then, like, I don't think she would accept it just yeah. because that's not in her character. I did hear an interesting one, which I wouldn't, which I'm not against. Uh, Gendry making it to the throne. That the show started with a yeah. Baratheon and that the show should end with a Baratheon on the throne. That'd be cool. But I, once again, a lot of people got to die for that to happen. Yeah. Like a lot. everyone has to die in order for that. And to even happen. then, that'd be a stretch because he's a blacksmith. He's not a and no one knows ruler. that he's Baratheon's son, other than like four people. Yeah, that's it. You know, so like he'd have to tell the entire kingdom, "Hey, by the way, you I'm the last that? surviving bra- I'm bastard Baratheon." Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's a stretch. That'd uh, be. I, I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be against it if it happened. But you want it? That wraps about everything up. Um, Tell me what you guys think about it. I mean, let us know what you think of Game of Thrones, what you think of Endgame, uh, any other TV shows that you've guys seen just of recently. I know that since uh, episode one of Game of Thrones came out, like uh, there was free HBO that entire weekend. I caught up on at least several different uh, movies that came out that weekend. 
But uh, definitely let us know what you thought about it. You guys know all of our uh, social media handles. Uh, and you can definitely check us out on our Twitter page at uh, Real uh, – what was our <laughs> – gosh, it's been <laughs> so long since uh, we've done an episode. I forgot our Twitter handle for our our uh, show. Wow, I uh, – this is really bad of me. I feel stupid right now. Okay, it is RealFilm underscore Junkies. All right. Uh, thank you again so much. Uh, let us know what other uh, movies uh, you're you're all interested in seeing because I know a bunch of movies are coming out later this uh, month from Detective Pikachu to Tok- uh, Tolkien to as well, which is John like that. Wick. Yep, John Wick Chapter Three to as well. Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh, yeah. So like a lot's coming out. Tell let us know what you're excited for. All right, everybody have an amazing weekend, and we will catch you all with our catch you all up with our next episode till then we'll see y'all later thank you for listening to the real film junkies podcast if you'd like to follow our hosts on twitter follow connor at radio c cisnick that is r-a-d-i-o-c-s-i-s-u-n-i-k or you can follow nick at c-l-e underscore paulus p-a-u-l-u-s